Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The story that dominated the news cycle yesterday was right here in Hamilton when it was revealed that an arrest had been made in regards to the Musitano and Barberi murders that uh, police had told us were linked together some time ago. One suspect is in custody. The others have uh, fled to Mexico, we were told. Nicole O'Reilly from the Hamilton Spectator has been following this story. She was there yesterday uh, and has filed a uh, very comprehensive uh, story about exactly what's gone on and some of the background on it. And uh, we're pleased to welcome her to the program to talk a little bit about that. Nicole, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thank you. Were you, were you surprised that the, uh, the announcement was going to come yesterday after all the investigation that had gone on? You know, um, yes, I, you know, I was surprised. I knew that it was a, a lengthy investigation, that police had a lot of resources dedicated to it, but I also knew that, you know, there was a lack of family cooperation and that police were not certain on the motive still, so um, I, I was surprised by the arrest. Uh, and, and the timing, obviously. I mean, in light of the, the murder that occurred in, in Ancaster just the week before, but uh, the police were pretty clear that uh, they... They, well, I, well, you maybe explain it, because a lot of people are assuming that there's a tie in there, and I know sure. that that was brought up yesterday. Yeah, and that was actually a question that I asked during the news conference, because, uh, you know, just over a week ago, last Thursday, Albert Ivorone was shot um, in a very similar fashion to the way um, Angela Musitano was killed back in 2017, and uh, we know that there is, that um, Mr. Ivorone had uh, associates who were involved in organized crime. We know that he knew Mr. Musitano and other people involved in this case, so the, the natural question was, well, you know, did something in that murder stir up something that led to the arrests? Um, this week, but police were very clear that the timing was purely coincidental, that this had been in the works for, for some time, and that while it's possible that the two cases are related, that the arrests had nothing to do with Ivoroni's homicide. What was revealing, though, and as uh, Detective Sergeant Tom was answering your question yesterday, though, Nicole, was uh, when he indicated that Mr. Ivoroni actually knew two of the suspects. Well, I guess uh, two yeah. of the, uh, that, that was news to an awful lot of people, I'm sure raised a few eyebrows. It was, it was. So police had previously said that uh, Mr. Ivoroni was associated with people involved in organized crime, but they were hesitant to specify who that was. Um, however, uh, uh, police revealed yesterday, yes, that he knew Angela Musitano, and he also knew two of the accused people and also um, a person of interest in the case. So certainly a lot of people with ties to that homicide. I, by the way, i got to ask you this, and I don't know if it came up during the Q&A yesterday as well. Uh, I, I know that Detective Sergeant Tom is also heading the investigation in the Ivoroni murder at the same time. Are they going to pursue that angle, that, that, that there is a linkage between the two? So um, that that is part of their investigation, yes. And I think um, um, Peter Tom is the lead investigator, the case manager for both cases, and that makes sense. Um, he has the expertise um, and the knowledge around what's going on with organized crime right now. Um, but And they have said clearly that that is part of their investigation, but they also don't want to have sort of tunnel vision, so to speak. Nicole, you've been covering these sorts of things for the longest time. How difficult is it for coordinated efforts between police departments? Because uh, as, as you've written in the past, it hasn't always been that way. Yeah, it hasn't always been that way, but I think they've been doing a much better job about that in, in recent years, and there's certain protocols that come into place. So um, in the Musitano homicide, because of the organized crime element, uh, element police, Hamilton police initially involved RCMP, which makes sense. Um, but then it was once they were able to, uh, through surveillance images, where they were able to clearly establish that the shooter was the same shooter as in the Mila Barberi homicide in New York region, that's when they brought in the big joint task force. And uh, there's an inspector from Toronto who, over, who oversaw it, and that made um, a much more coordinated effort around the province. And, and police spoke yesterday about you know coordinating with FBI, and Homeland Security and even speaking with Mexican police um, and having sort of a lot of cooperation there. 
I, I guess the worst case scenario of non-cooperation had to be uh, way back in the Bernardo Hamolka uh, investigation uh, when it was pretty clear that uh, the Toronto police were not talking to Niagara police at that time. Had they done that, they, they may have been able to act a lot faster than they did in this situation. Absolutely, yeah. That's why the case management system was established. Um, and so it, it does lead to better cooperation, among, especially when it comes to homicide investigations. Well, that was one of the revelations that you found out yesterday as well. That, that uh, And you just mentioned that they did have video of the barbaric shooting, but they didn't know who those people were. And that was information, I guess, that actually Hamilton Police supplied to them. Yeah, and that, that was new to me, too. It, it showed that Hamilton Police said that very early in the investigation, it was um, they identified these three people um, as potentially being involved, whereas York Police, uh, they had surveillance video and that homicide, and they didn't know who they had. And it was once police were able to establish, this looks like the same guy. This is the same car. The same black Honda was captured in, in surveillance video for both Um for both shootings, that they were able to bring that task force together and it helped York identify um, them as also being involved in the same homicide. Were you over the courtroom for the arraignment yesterday? I was not. My colleague was there. Um, it was a very quick. Um, it was a very quick first appearance, which is typical. Uh, yeah, and I, I, as uh, you were p- pointed out in the article, I know that Susan was there over there for a couple of minutes, and uh, yes. the, the, the quiet, and uh, there were family members that were there. Talk to us about the other two, though, where there are arrest warrants out for. Uh, we, you, you wrote in the piece today, uh, based on the information you got yesterday, that uh, there are probably in Mexico. Uh, but how they got there and when they got there is rather intriguing. It is interesting, and police were actually quite helpful. They provided a whole timeline for us. So um, we know that Michael Cudmore, um, who is one of the two who have warrants out for his arrest, and he is who um, I've learned is a suspected shooter in both of the homicides, the gunman who was captured on surveillance video. Um, So he fled to Mexico in May of 2017, very shortly after Angelo uh, Mustano's homicide, just weeks after. And he joined um, another associate there named Daniel Ranieri, who was a known organized crime figure in New York region who had fled in 2015, fleeing York Regional Police uh, after an investigation to organized crime there. And he met up with Daniel Ranieri who was going by the alias of Diego Diaz in Mexico. And so he, w- he was there for some time until basically uh, Daniel Ranieri showed up dead. He was, was found executed. And, um, and, and Michael Cudmore hasn't been seen since. And that was back in February... Um, sorry, March of, uh, of this year, and he hasn't, Michael Cudmore hasn't been seen since, and police are concerned for his safety and family has reported him missing. Um, they said that that was unusual, that he had been checking in regularly with family when he was in Mexico throughout that entire time, and basically at the same time that his associate was found murdered, um, he goes missing also. Um, the other suspect, um, Daniel Tomasetti, he went missing a little bit, or he fled to Mexico a little bit later. So this was back in January. Police held a big press conference where they announced the joint investigation, announcing that they were partnering with York Region, that they had tied the Musitano and the Barbary homicides together. It was just four days after that press conference that this other suspect, Daniel Tomasetti, that he fled to Mexico. At this time, police were watching him. He owned a, a travel agency and police said yesterday that they knew that he was going to Mexico. They were watching him. And so they made the strategic decision to let him go. Um, Presumably, they were hoping that he would lead them to Cudmore because Cudmore is the alleged shooter. Um, And and 
And it's believed that uh, Daniel Tomasetti is still in Mexico. Mexican authorities there have said that he's not left the country. Um, and family, his family, who are notified of the investigation, um, have not reported him missing. Now, when when you talked to the police about this yesterday, Nicole, I was interested in the fact that they seem to have a pretty definite timeline as to who did what, uh, as you've just alluded to. Mm-hmm. Were they th- these guys were on their radar then at that time? Were they? They were so. At, um, they were not on the radar before the homicide. They no, were exactly. on the radar after after uh, Angelo's murder. But yeah, at the time they were watching them. They had executed search warrants. Um, at two of the houses in February, they were watching them for some time, and um, and uh, yeah, they were they were very much aware when Daniel Tomasetti fled to Mexico and, and watched him do it. Uh, and and you've already explained uh, why they actually did that because I know a lot of people yesterday when they heard that information were questioning why didn't you just pick him up then as a as a person of interest but uh, clearly they they were actually I guess trying to find the other guy at the same time yeah they said they and 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 to be clear uh, they never they didn't specify that that's sort of me reading between the lines but what what police said is that it was it was done for an investigative reason and that they stand behind that decision and knowing that Michael Cudmore was in Mexico you know you could you could guess that they were probably hoping that he would lead. Um, that that Mr. Uh, Thomas said he would lead them to Mr. Cudmore. Nicole, did you get any sense about how cooperative the Mexican authorities are being here? Um, they did say that they they are cooperative, um, but we didn't. It, they didn't initially list them as, as um, sort of one of the agencies that they were working with very closely. But they did say that they have been cooperative and they have uh, Mexican authorities have helped uh, in the confirmation of uh, Daniel Ranieri's death and also in um, letting authorities here know that uh, that neither Cudmore or Thomas Eddie have left the country. Uh, and do they have eyes on him, do you know, down there? I don't know that. you, you got to wonder, because obviously that's going to be one of the key elements to this. Uh, and, and the warrants that have been issued, those are international warrants, are they? So no, the uh, warrants that were issued were Canada-wide warrants, okay. but they were seeking to have them authorized to become international warrants, and then they would be in contact with Interpol, at which point um, they would perhaps be able to go to, to Mexico and, and get at least Tomasetti. One of the other points that they were quite clear on, and, and that you put in your piece here today, Nicole, on the spec, is uh, uh, these were not the masterminds. I mean, uh, d- 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 no. uh, Peter Tom was pretty clear about that. How far up the ladder is this investigation going to go? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I think they said they they know they they believe they know who um, who the mastermind was, but they did not. The police did not want to name who that was. Clearly, these in, individuals were involved in the planning of the murders. They're accused of uh, being involved in a really extensive surveillance surveillance of, of family, friends. Like they were, it was a very sophisticated planning process, very organized planning process. And Cudmore is is alleged to be the shooter, but they're not. Yeah, they're not the masterminds, and and who the mastermind is or or who the masterminds are, please have not revealed. And I know that they're very very cautious about that. They didn't even want to speculate about that. But they, I, I got the sense in the, in the the article that you wrote today that they got a pretty good idea who they're looking for. They do, yes. It's just a matter of obviously building a case, I suppose, which is going to be somewhat problematic. Uh, we need no cooperation, yet, especially. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about the mo for the the Ivoroni murder? Uh, because we've heard it, it seemed to be almost the same sort of thing that the, there was a surveillance apparently on the house, uh, the 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 shooting that happened right in the the, the driveway as as the Musitano did. Uh, obviously, two of these guys were in Mexico when that happened, so I guess you rule them out as possible suspects in that. Uh, the uh, individual that got arrested, Abdallah, I, I guess, was here. Uh, are they pursuing that angle? 
pursuing whether they were directly involved yeah. in I, I don't that, that I didn't get that impression but it's it's I think perhaps whether one was motivated by the other uh, a retaliation would be a question to ask I think you can't ignore the fact that Averoni was killed in a, such a similar way um you know waiting for him to come home, parks his car, killed in the driveway, you know, wife and children inside, family having to call 911 after the horrific scene. It, it, it sends a message um, when it's so similar. I, I, I've just, uh, the project, by the way, that they talked about yesterday, uh, they, obviously these all get nicknames. This one's called Scopa, yeah. uh, Project Scopa, which is, a, I, I'm told, an Italian card game. Yeah, uh, and, and br- the word broom and too. the and the word broom. So obviously that was something that was uh, the police had decided to call these. I have to have a name for all of these things, I suppose, for the files on these. Uh, is it ongoing? I mean, now that they've made these arrests, did you get the sense that there are Im- more arrests than imminent in this? I don't know that there's more arrests imminent, but the uh, investigation is certainly ongoing. You know, as I said, these guys are not the masterminds, and they certainly would be interested in in, in going after whoever is higher up, but it's just a matter of building enough evidence to actually pursue charges. I guess the other question we all had to be concerned about right now, are there going to be any more attempts on people's lives at this stage? Uh, Clearly, uh, from what uh, Detective Tom mentioned yesterday, that there's there's a, a turf war or something going on here, clearly. There is, and, and people talk about a power vacuum um, and and different sides vying for power, and there's clearly been something going on in the organized crime um, underworld in Hamilton and in the GTA, not just with these two shootings. You know, uh, Pat Mustano's house was sprayed with bullets less than two months after Angelo's murder. Um, you've had bombings and, and other shootings in, in York region, so police are believe that there is something going on. They just can't say with certainty what that something is. You mentioned that the uh, family members of the uh, the shooting victims uh, are not being cooperative with police. Uh, did you get the sense that there are other people that they can tap on for information about this? There are people that are information sources? So I know that initially, um, in the Musitano homicide at least, they had trouble getting really anyone who knew uh, Angelo to speak. Then there were some people involved in some of the businesses that he was with who did later speak with police, but no one in the family um, is cooperating, and that is somewhat standard um, when it comes to organized crime. It's it's, it's also um, true in the Ivorone case. Uh, great reporting on this and a great piece in The Spectator today uh, from uh, Nicole O'Reilly. Nicole, thanks so much for the time today. Greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me. Good talking to you. That's uh, uh, Nicole O'Reilly who covered the the media conference and, of course, has been covering those stories over the last couple of months. Uh, and much more to come, obviously, as the investigation, uh, as they called it, uh, Project Scopa, continues over the next few months. Uh, they do say there are bigger fish out there as to whether or not they can actually uh, cast the net that far. Only time will tell, I suppose. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.